Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck, always on time, too tall, Stuck Thompson. <laughs> With me, as always, the late, the never great. <laughs> the late. The late, the great. <laughs> oh, because you're on time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not that I'm dead. No. Okay. No, just late. Okay. Like, right. not on time, late, the great. Um, something like that. Nate. Nathaniel Paul Thurston, the one who knows just about everything there is to know. Our live group is ridiculous, by the way. It's it's one of the Nicole just posted a meme that says it's from South Park. It says uh, it stands saying, just let the government into your heart. (laughs) I'm not going to do it. No. I'm sorry. Butters, not Stan. Wow. It's been a long time since I watched South Park. Clearly, I'm just uh, can we redo that? Start over. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Nicole is supposed to be that says something about the butter saying that just let the government in your heart. Yeah. Okay. Good yeah. job. Well, it's Monday, Charles. It's been it a jam-packed weekend. I don't know what you did for Easter, but I did Easter egg hunts. I did some with guns, trampoline. Yeah, trampoline fun, all with the kids, and uh, <laughs> all kind. Of, we played a can jam. You remember can jam? Oh played yeah, a, I did. Played a whole that. lot of can jam. I don't know if you guys have played that before. By the way, have you ever beat me in that game? The rules on Can Jam are hilarious. I don't know if you've ever played it, but it's a nice game uh, where you put these two cans and you're trying to throw a frisbee back and forth with your teammate and knock it into the can. We wanted to know some of the official rules. The official rules state that uh, that if you are a woman or a child under the age of 12, you can move up like 10 or 20 feet <laughs> past the can. But a man... <laughs> That that is over the age of twelve must stay behind the can. <laughs> yeah, clearly that game's not was not invented in twenty twenty one. It was really so we just called it Man Jam after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always changing the rules. <clears throat> oh man. Anyway, you should definitely play that game with your family if you haven't played it before. Go. Oh, you to, could have uh, identified as a woman. I could have and just moved a couple feet up. I tried. They wouldn't let me because mm. they were all so transphobic over there genderist or what whatever that would be your family is yeah all the it was lacy's family yeah just a bunch of transphobes over there yeah no i'm not talking about my family my family's my family's accepting of everything yeah not lacy's family though they believe in covid because they had it (laughs) so the rest but her family (laughs) i had um i think Lacey still listen to the show or she no she quit doing that a long time ago years ago Yeah. yeah Right after we started, probably. Yeah, immediately after. Yeah. I think she listened a couple episodes and was like, no. This isn't for me. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> we agree on most everything, yeah. and that's why she doesn't listen, because it would just all be redundant. You know, there's no reason for her to listen. <laughs> and I tell her not to, because yeah. I just don't want to. You know, when I come home, she'll be like, oh, man. Well, yeah. I'm like, woman, <laughs> don't listen to the show. Also, you can step 10 feet in front of that can if you want to. Yeah. That's okay. Um, this is man jam. But uh, I tell her not to listen because I don't like talking about things that we talk about on the show when I get home. I, she'll ask me like, oh, what'd you guys talk about today? I'm like, the show. Nothing. Listen to the show. <laughs> if you're going to, like, I don't want to talk about it yeah. at all. I don't know if you guys are ever like that, but especially me, like once I do this for an hour, I'm... I've been reading all day about all this crap, and then I do the show. And your brain's gone. I don't want to talk about it anymore after that. But we have to talk about it for the next half hour, 45 minutes or so. 
I like talking about it. That's I'm I, d- I don't I crossed the I crossed the threshold like uh, I don't know four or five months ago months ago where I do not enjoy talking mm. politics outside of the hours of eight a.m. to five p.m. Yeah, <laughs> I just it's don't actually, like doing it. I talked a little bit about it over the weekend for Easter. I had some uh, some of my fiance's family and uh, they were kind of asking what the podcast was about, mm. and I told them Liberty, obviously. <laughs> And, uh, they, I was like, what do you talk about? I was like, well, honestly, we mainly, I mean, we talk about like the news and stuff, but we really come at things from an economic perspective. Um, that's how we talk about most things is economically because most people I, I believe are, they lean on the ignorant side of economics. <laughs> so that's not what I expected you to say <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, so what we try to do is, you know, just kind of give a little, a little so anyway i i went into a bunch of economics over the weekend and so that was fun do you convert some people i you know i don't know i mean the, he did like that we were neither republican or democrat so mm. that was good mm. uh, that that gave us but then they they wanted to know about bitcoin and cryptocurrencies <laughs> and um so we got into that talk and how fast technology is changing and and all of that and and then they were like oh, see you later all I right. was like, okay all right bye yeah, good talk you tell them the current price target on Bitcoin is one hundred and thirty thousand. You let them know about that. No, I didn't. It just got raised by oh, really big. It was like J.P. Morgan or some kind of really some kind of someone who already owns Bitcoin. He's putting Tesla. out that press release. Yeah, Elon <laughs> Musk. Elon Musk says that's the price target mm-hmm. right now. Um, so what I really wanted to drill down on today, what Charlie and I have been talking about since I got here today, was this whole. You know, we haven't spent really any time talking about the Georgia voting law, but things are starting to get. Uh, a little bit out of hand with it. Like it, it went through its law now and everyone's going insane. We talked some about it. Obviously Joe Biden said it makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle, which from what I can tell is a Chevrolet dealership somewhere in Montana. That's what I can, <laughs> if you, uh, if you want to get that, but anyway, um, but anyway, you, you know the thing. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about that a little bit, but it's starting to get out of hand with what is going on with the the MLB. I'll just read a little press release from that. Um, Woca-Cola is mad about it. Delta, uh, United Airlines, bunch of people. Uh, Tyler Perry's out there calling it Jim Crow and going to make sure that he doesn't. Uh, they're going to be trying to boycott, of course, with, through Hollywood, things like that. And so... When I got here today, I said, Charles, this thing with Georgia is getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. This, in my opinion, is as egregious as you guys remember that whole thing with Trump when it was it was etched in stone that Trump said that there were good people on both sides. And he was talking about how white supremacists were good people and how Nazis were good people. And then if you listen you know, 30 seconds past that line, he literally says, I'm not talking about white supremacists or Nazis or white supremacy should be condemned. And he says that. And then you have this whole thing going where Trump says white supremacy should be condemned. All these things should be condemned all the time. And then people will literally say Trump refuses to condemn white supremacy. And so you can, uh, you can disagree with Trump on a lot of things as, as we did over a span of four years, but you can also point out when there are people just blatantly lying about things because if you've got good ideas and if you're on the factual side of the situation, 
then you don't need to blatantly lie about things. You can just say what the actual facts are and you don't need to make anything up. Say regular lies. No just blatant yeah. lies. You don't have to do blatant lies. Yeah. You can do you could do uh, like omission type lies. Mm -hmm. You could do manipulation if you no. White lies. They'll actually come out and do blatant lies. And what this is actually leading to now are all of these people boycotting Georgia based on things that are totally made up. Mm -hmm. And so now while I'm, you know, I was conflicted on the Georgia law because it really goes back to ID and then our libertarian brains are like, oh, ID. I don't know about ID in the first place. And so mm -hmm. I just, we've just been kind of steering clear of the whole voting law in the first place. But now that everyone's doing all these things based on like pr provable lies, like you could look at the law, which is what I've been doing today. And I've been finding good representations of what's in the law. I have a thing from heritage, which, okay, that sounds like we're going to go right wing on it. But I, I fact checked everything inside of this myth, myth busting thing from heritage before I decided that we would talk about it. So I went through and made sure that everything they said was actually true. And it was so that that's just what we've spent our whole day doing here is trying to figure out what the myths are, what the facts are when it comes to this Georgia law. And what I've came down to is everyone on the left is out there blatantly lying about what's in this Georgia voting law in an effort to get people really, really upset about something that honestly, they just shouldn't be that upset about from what I can tell. Uh, that's yeah. that's my two cents and on Daisy that. Daisy makes a comment here. She says they didn't read it. Yeah, and, and that's what people do. Remember when Rand Paul got attacked because yeah. of Breonna Taylor? Yeah. And he's the one that introduced the Justice for Breonna Taylor Act? And they don't even know it. They don't yeah. even know. They're just like, oh, you must be bad. You you are you are from the opposition, even though we know nothing about you, even though we know nothing about what's going on here. We're just going to say these things. And when we say them, then... and And what's crazy is... It's not like these things are just being said. There's action being taken yeah. from these. Now, of course, the liberty stance, the libertarian stance is we shouldn't censor these people. We don't need to censor these lies. They can have these lies and people can make terrible decisions. And, you know, MLB will probably gain some revenue, maybe lose some revenue. I don't know. It'll probably be, it's, you know, the same of just about, I mean, they, people said they were going to boycott the NFL and, you know, help destroy it. But I don't think they've really lost sleep over that. No, but, uh, but, but, you know, they can make their own decisions, whatever. If they, if they don't want to do that, that's baseball's decision. Um, but what's, what's crazy to me is, is that when you have a, the, the, the people who are going to be censored are the ones with the dissenting opinion, even if it's completely factually correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be the crazy thing. And what Todd just posted here, even so, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is that I've noticed that even people on the libertarian side are jumping, <laughs> just like when we were talking about Trump being racist, libertarians are jumping on this GOP voter suppression bill thing, like we're like the the GOP is out there trying to suppress the votes of of people in the minority community and they're and they're jumping on it once again uh, in an effort that if you come out here and talk about this all of a sudden people who uh who vote uh, you know for democrats a lot of the time are going to think that taxation is theft if you just say that there's voter suppression and so they're trying to reach out and get on the right side of what they consider to be the right side of history on this and they're honestly just 
I don't know. They're they're just really wrong on it. So, Charlie, tell me what's going on with the MLB real quick, and then we'll get into some of this myth versus fact, just so we can see what's actually in the law, what are people saying about it, and what's the actual truth behind what's in it. Well, this is coming from... Uh, uh, this is actually just a press release from, from the thing. The, I can't remember where I pulled it. I mean, I'm sure this is coming from the AP. Everything sure. comes from yeah. the AP, okay? The Georgia County that was set to host the 2020 Major League Baseball All-Star Game said over the weekend that it will lose more than $100 million after the league pulled the game and draft out of the state. Now, I wonder how much money the state put up for the new stadium and all that, <laughs> knowing that they were going to get yeah. some revenue from it. Quote, this event would have directly impacted our county and the state as visitors spend their dollars on local accommodations, transportation, entertainment and recreation, food and retail throughout the county. Cobb County Travel and Tourism said this would have been a big boost to Cobb businesses and help with recovery after the COVID-19 pandemic. What about all the other counties? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of places around there would have done a lot better. The Atlanta Braves released a statement following the league's announcement saying that they did not support the decision and that they were saddened that fans will not be able to see this, this event in our city. Unfortunately, businesses, employees, and fans in Georgia are the victims of this decision, the team added. Yeah, when you have something like this going on in an area, I I know just from, um, so for instance, when the Cowboys built their new stadium in Arlington, I believe is where the is where the new stadium is. Someone who's in Texas can tell me whether or it's not that's correct. Is in that's Arlington, right. so I went there to see games at uh, at the old stadium, and then we went by where the new stadium was being built, the way back in the day. And where the new stadium was... you were a real Cowboys fan. Yeah. When the new stadium was being built, there was nothing in that area around where the new stadium was being built at all. There were like a couple... There were a couple roads around there. And then there was this amazing new stadium going up. And of course, the the ballpark in Arlington is, is right there across the street from it too, which I believe they're replacing that now too, because it was getting too hot, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Like, oh... Damn it, we're in Texas. Okay. Um, so anyway, when you when you do this, an entire economy pops up. Now you go around where that stadium is. Now the the Walmart, which yeah was uh, was still there, where Charlie threw one of the best passes across the four lanes of of road to me that I dropped. Uh, it was. We'll never forget. Charlie will never let me live that down. No. I'm now glad you tell the story accurately. There's restaurants everywhere. Can we Re- estimate the yardage on that throw? Well, I would say, uh, let's see, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. I mean, it was, I, I don't know, man. It was like a 30-yard pass. Oh, Something like that. Please. It was a 30-yard bomb. Please. Okay, something like that. It wasn't that Easily big of a deal. 50 to 60 yards in the air. 50, oh, you can throw it accurately like sure any as hell quarterback. Can. And, okay, all right. I okay. sure as hell can. We'll have to go back and measure it sometime. Uh, if anyone there is around Arlington, please bring a, bring a tape measure or one of those little wheels that measures stuff and walk across that road <clears throat> safely. Let us know how, how wide it is over there. But anyway, this entire economy popped up around where the new stadium went. That's what I was talking about. This entire economy popped up around where this new stadium went. There's a new city there. It's just, it didn't exist. There was a Walmart out there. And now there's this whole new city that's out there where the stadium went up. So this really impacts the local economies a lot. And now these people are falling victim to the reaction from the MLB based on a whole bunch of insane lies that have just no factual basis whatsoever when it comes to the actual law. They're falling victim to the the woke Twitter crowd 
that has echoed what people like Stacey Abrams and Joe Biden and, and everyone on the left are saying about what's in the law without actually looking at what's in the law. And now there's going to be an entire economy <clears throat> destroyed because of it based on nothing, just the amount of retweets that something got. That's really it. It's just mm-hmm. the amount of retweets that something got. That's it. So um, I pulled this myth versus fact, the Georgia election law from Heritage. And like I said, the judge whether or not it's from Heritage, that's fine. But I did actually go through and fact check all of these things. This is, this is substantiated and corroborated with what is actually in the law. So myth number one. By Nate's own. Yes. Myth number one. Nate certified. The Georgia election law discourages voting and suppresses votes. So the bill actually preserves or expands ballot access in several important ways. By the way, the Washington Post actually came out and said that this actually did expand voting access for Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. It requires that large precincts with lines more than an hour long take steps like adding voting machines and election personnel for the next election to reduce wait times. It does not change the total number of early voting days, the number of total early voting days, and actually increases the mandatory days of early weekend voting. Compared to 2020, 134 of 159 counties will offer more early voting hours in future elections under the new law. It codifies election drop boxes, which did not exist prior to 2020, so it actually puts them into law. And voters can continue to vote absentee with no excuse, unlike, unlike states like Delaware, New York, and Connecticut, which require excuse to vote absentee. Oh, right. suppression. That is suppression. Suppression. Right there. That is, that is actually a suppression tactic. From what I can tell, they've actually extended a lot of the weekend voting times. And we'll talk about some stuff that Joe Biden said that was a straight up, straight up lies. He got four Pinocchios. From the, over some of the stuff that he said about really? this law. Really? Yeah, no one's going to talk about that. No one's actually going to mention that. Myth number two, the Georgia law eliminates voting on Sunday to suppress African-American votes. Uh, the, <laughs> fact, the Georgia law was silent on Sunday early voting day, uh, days prior to SB 202. And in 2020, only 16 of 159 counties offered early voting on Sundays. The new law explicitly provides the option of holding early voting on two Sundays for all localities. It actually increases the mandatory days of early weekend voting across the the state. Uh, Across the straight. Across the straight. Yeah. Charles, Mm -hmm. tell me three and four. Myth number three, the Georgia election law suppresses the vote with onerous voter ID requirements. Fact, the law requires a driver's license or free state id number which 97 percent of registered voters already have anyone without a valid id can easily obtain one for free for free the voter id requirement replaces the state's controversial (laughs) signature match program that led to the disqualifications of thousands of votes in 2020 the laws of voter id requirement for absentee balance is overwhelmingly popular in georgia across the board according to an ajc poll in january 74 percent of georgia voters support it including 63% of black voters and 89% of those making under $25,000 a year. 89% of people making under 25K a year support it. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't know, that's, a, that's pretty strong support. So, yeah, so one thing they did in Georgia was the, uh, the signature match, which would actually throw out a lot of votes. I think signature matching is kind of a dumb thing to do. Probably I throw out my vote. I've had changes this, all the time. I've literally had to stand in line at the bank before because they randomly decided I would need to sign something. And then they said it doesn't match the signature on your account. 
And I had it's to like sit running there. through passwords. It's like, okay, is it this one? <laughs> I had to sit there and sign on a piece of paper over and over again. And she's like, the lady was like, it's kind of like that one. Only this letter right here is a little bit different. I was like, oh, okay, well, let me do this. And she literally just kept telling me each letter and how it was different until I signed something. Yeah. So the signature matching thing is stupid, just so you know. I literally, most of the time, my signature is a bunch of scribbles, but then I'll see like a video of somebody doing like a really cool signature, and I'm like, oh, let me change mine. Yeah. And so for a while, when I'm really dedicated, I'll have like a cool signature. And then I go back to like my band days where I was signing all kinds of things, baby <laughs> foreheads and stuff, and all the quick Sharpies I was doing. And, and so mine changes. I could, I don't even know. But my driver's license looks completely different than anything else I've signed ever. Oh, yeah. My signature looks nothing like what's on my driver's license yeah, at I all. I know Ben Franklin said you should have a legible yeah, signature. That's what he said. Back in the yeah. day, yeah. That's my signature in the band it. days, by the way, was Nate in capitals. Mm -hmm. Just Nate. That's it. I went by a different last name, and so uh, my I used my initials. I went by the same yeah, we did. fake last name as you did. Yeah. CLM. That's what I was signing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, exactly. I, they're replacing the signature the match math. with a, an, an ID, which you can get for free from the state. And 97% of registered voters already have them. Yeah. Suppression. <laughs> Suppression. Suppression. <laughs> Myth number four, the bill eliminates drop boxes for absentee voting. <laughs> Fact, the drop boxes used in the last election did not exist a year ago. They were first utilized in 2020 as a pandemic precaution. This bill makes them an official part of the Georgia elections, and they will be available in all 159 counties in Georgia and under supervision to protect against tampering. How can you say that they eliminate them when they're making them mandatory now in all 159 counties? What they did was they, they moved them. They had drop boxes that were outside, and now they're inside the voting precincts, and that's suppression suppression it's hard to get in so it's hard yeah you can't actually get mm. in the building because they still have the jim crow laws saying that black people can't get in the building so right that's, that's probably what that's it what is. it is yeah. yeah and amanda corrected us very sorry we said that you can get an id for free and there is nothing that exists for free from the state well the all. rich already paid for it you're for right everyone. yeah yeah the cor <laughs> corporations will pay yeah. for it yeah because uh those people mm. making under 25 a year they don't pay any taxes by the way so so it's it's at no cost to you at the counter. We'll put it that way. <laughs> so you can walk into your local DMV. Now, you may have to stand in line for a couple hours. I understand. The government's real sorry about mm -hmm. that. Every time I go in there. Driver's licenses are racist. Every time I go yeah. in there, they're like, we're real sorry. Actually, they never apologize. They're just like, 241. <laughs> I'm like, is that my number? Oh, no. No. I'm number 876. I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got a while. I got a while. Uh uh, you need to move your car. And then they call you up there. 842. <laughs> and you come up there and they're like, what do you need? Uh, I just, I, 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 I would like a, a new license, please. And they're like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> so I can drive. So, yeah. They said, they said, they, they, they told me to come down here and, 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 and I would need to, well, to you got to have a, you got to have a utility bill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's the DMV experience. Yeah, yeah. Okay? We were just reenacting yeah. that. But anyway, you just go. You don't. You, you just, there's nothing. There's no exchange at the counter. Is what George is trying to say here. They said free, but in in reality, we all know that's not the case. It's just you go in there, uh, you do that whole skit Nate and I just did, except it takes a lot longer. And uh, and and then you're like, hey, I want uh, you know, I just need an, a vote, an ID. Yeah. And they're like, that'll be free today. 
and they, you know, you take a picture and and they mail you one. Probably. <laughs> Probably. We don't yeah. know for sure. Myth number five. The bill lets Republicans throw out any county votes they don't agree with. <laughs> just, just Republicans. It's in the bill. It says that Republicans can throw out any county votes they don't agree with. Uh, fact, the bipartisan state election board can do performance reviews of local election supervisors who fail their area's voters with things like long lines and unfulfilled absentee ballot requests. The board will not overturn election results. The law simply provides a process to review and ensure officials are technically competent and complying with state laws and regulations. This process requires a high burden of proof over multiple elections, and the state elections board may only suspend up to four election supervisors at any time, which guards against using this process to try to influence election outcomes. So what people are upset with that is that the Republicans, since they're in charge in the state, are going to determine that those precincts failed something, but it doesn't even allow for them to overturn the votes from that anyway. It allows them to punish the precincts in the future, the supervisors, for for having lines that were too long or for not having enough voting machines or, or whatever. So, And then myth number six, this has been... This is by far my favorite. This has been one of the craziest ones. The bill brands, bans drinking water for voters while waiting in line. <laughs> like this bans the, it. Yeah. Like the countless other states, this is this is the fact behind it, like the countless other states that have very specific laws against electioneering near, near polling places, Georgia has codified rules preventing political groups from handing out food or water to voters in line as an incentive to vote, but specifically allows poll workers to make water available to anyone who wants it. The law will also directly cut down wait times, meaning refreshment for people waiting in line will be less necessary. Mm-hmm. Unless you're really, unless you're really thirsty, uh, the poll place can still provide you with water. All this says is that I can't wear my Ron Paul 2024 shirt up to someone and say, "Hey, would you like a, would you like some water? You want me to rub your feet while you're in line? Something like that? You want a sandwich?" Yeah, I bet you could like probably that. wear a Vermin Supreme shirt. Yeah. And could do that they wouldn't know they wouldn't know it'd be yeah. wouldn't matter at all but that's really all it says is that you you it you can't, can't solicit be, yeah you can't be working for a campaign or for one of the political parties or for a political action committee or for some type of some type of advocacy group and actually go up and be giving people water but the polling place itself can still give water to people who are in line man this suppression I mean, Suppression. Suppression. <laughs> we should move the MLB All-Star game. Yeah. We should get it out of there. Suppression. Get it clean out. Yeah. So ridiculous. <sighs> I wonder about, what about Woke Zero? Um, That's probably free for everyone there. Yeah. I would assume. Yeah. They'll probably, and what will happen now is Woke Zero can go out there and they can give Woke Zero and they can give, um, what do they own? Aquafina or something like that. They can give their water to people maybe i'm not sure they can maybe set up a stand where people can get it more than 150 feet away from the polling place because i think that's what the law is if they really want to fight this and what can also happen is that people can just get some water inside the building or from the polling place itself like this is not that big of a deal or bring some water with you yeah or just bring (laughs) your own water bring a camelback if you have to so this is america okay um, this continues, Charles, the, if you want to go to the one from the Daily Wire from one of the, the Washington Post fact checkers okay. uh, talking about Biden. This from the Daily Wire. Thanks, Ben. 
He's such a nice guy nice since guy. moving to yeah. Nashville, you yeah. know? Uh, the Washington Post fact checker. Biden misled about Georgia election law. It expands voting opportunities for most Georgians. A fact checker at the Washington Post noted in a report published Tuesday morning on the 376th page of the website, probably. Yeah. That the recent election laws passed in Georgia expanded voting opportunities for most state residents, which contradicts recent remarks from President Joe Biden. Fact checker Glenn Kessler, who probably no longer has a job. (laughs) I added that in, by the way. Yeah. Honed in on two sets of remarks made by Biden last week. Biden on March 25th. What I am worried about is how un-American this whole initiative is. It's sick. It's sick. Uh deciding uh, that you're going to end voting at five o'clock when working people are just getting off work anyway. And then Biden on March 26th among the outrageous parts of this new state law, it ends voting hours early. So working people can't cast their vote after their shift is over. Anyway, you know, the thing anyway, what, what's actually true by the way, on election day in Georgia, polling places are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And if you are in line by 7 p.m., you are allowed to cast your ballot. Nothing in the new law changes those rules, the Post reported. However, the law did make some changes to early voting, but experts say the net effect was to expand the opportunities to vote for most Georgians, not limit them. One of the biggest changes in the bill would expand early voting access for most counties, adding an additional mandatory Saturday and formally codifying Sunday voting hours as optional. Stephen Fowler of Georgia Public Broadcasting said counties can have early voting open as long as 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. or 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at minimum. If you live in a larger metropolitan county, you might not notice a change. For most other counties, you will have an extra weekend day and your weekday early voting hours will likely be longer. And if I understand this correctly, I'm pretty sure your job has to give you at least three hours off to go vote. At least that's the law in Tennessee. I'm not sure. Um <clears throat> I would have to look up what's going on in Georgia. But, but you also have Saturdays to vote and probably Sundays in a lot of places too. So that's also going to happen. So what we've been seeing from this going to what's been happening on Twitter, which has pushed companies like Delta and United Airlines, like like MLB, like Woca-Cola, these places to to come down as being against this evil Jim Crow law, of course, we got to get into the Jim Crow thing here in just a minute. Um, This is what's been happening on Twitter, and this is why people have been reacting to things that don't exist. Oh, listen here. Here you go. This is from the uh, Georgia.gov website. Eligibility for voting leave. Paid administrative leave for voting is available to employees when their work schedule does not allow them at least two hours, including travel, to vote either before or after work. Employees who are scheduled to begin work at least two hours after the polls open or end uh, work at least two hours before the polls close are not eligible to request paid leave for voting. Administrative leave for voting is not available for voting midday. That's probably for people who work for the state. Yeah. Would be my guess. No, it's true in Tennessee, though, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So here's what Joy Reid, her name on Twitter is Joy Ann Pro-Democracy and Masks Reid. (laughs) <laughs> said, well, does she have a show on MSNBC or something like that? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I, don't I don't care. Know. Here's what she either. said. Make no mistake, this Georgia Jim Crow law and the similar ones being proposed in Arizona, Iowa, dozens of other states are as much about motivating Republican voters who are downcast after 2020 losses as they are about suppressing 
democratic votes. This Georgia Jim Crow law. This is at, this has obviously been the talking point. They sent out an email to everyone, and it said, "Use the words Jim Crow when you're talking about this, mm. because that will trigger some people." Also coming from someone, and I want to throw this in because I just think it's funny. Probably coming from someone who never accepted Donald Trump as president. Who was probably behind two impeachment trials, three years worth of Russia Gate, and all kinds of things. Not my president. Hashtag not my president. That went on for four whole years. It, it just the the hypocrisy, it's not even it's expected now, honestly. Yeah. This is no this is no longer even astounding. Go down to uh, Jamal Bowman. Jamal Bowman. And why is he a, a? I think I can't remember if he's a, a state rep or something? a representative or a senator. I can't remember. Georgia Republicans are banning passing out water bottles in voting lines before they ban possession of AR-15s. <laughs> they work harder to stop the black vote than mass shootings. <laughs> Look at this time: twenty-five thousand likes and six point three thousand comments. At the t- at the time of this screenshot. This is dumb bleep of the weekend, I think. This is unbelievable. <laughs> um, go ahead down to the to the next one. It says DNC chair. I'm not sure if that means um, uh, of the state or overall. I don't really recognize the name. So, so this is uh, the the GOP said uh, the RNC will play a crucial role in restoring confidence in our elections, promoting election integrity, and recommending best practices to ensure the future. Uh, elections are free, fair, and transparent," said uh, GOP Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel. And so Jamie Harrison, DNC Chair, responded, uh, "DNC Chair of something. I, I don't know if it's the entire DNC, but she said, I guess part of is, uh, uh, the GOP seems Chairwoman. Like a man. I'm not sure. I don't know. Or he maybe. Yeah. I guess part of GOP Chairwoman best practices included making it a crime. A crime. It's a crime." To give folks water and food when they have to stand in lines for hours just to cast their ballots to vote. The GOP is hellbent on ushering in Jim Crow 2.0. But let's be clear. We will not go back. Because that's what this, this is. This, is the, this just, is the Republicans trying to usher in Jim Crow 2.0. I saw this great TikTok. Um, I can't remember. I think it was yesterday. Where um, it was a, it was a stitch and this black guy had stitched with this black girl and this black girl is basically, she's uh, just white fragility on all over the place. And <laughs> she's basically all of her TikToks consist of um, if you're white, you're automatically a racist. And if you're uncomfortable with your racism, well, it's perhaps because you're racist and you need to be, uh, you need to admit that because yeah. you're white and, and white people are getting uncomfortable because they, they don't realize they're racist, and once they realize it, then they can work on it. But you have to admit that you're racist. And then this guy, black guy, stitched her and was like, "Look, it, we're going to create a problem here if we just keep calling everyone racist." He's like, "That I have." He's he's like, "I got a bunch of white friends who are getting angry about all this stuff that's going on." And he's like, "I know, I have a bunch of white friends that are not racist at all." He's like, "I love them. They're good friends of mine." And he's like, I, "I'm tired of calling everyone a racist." Because we're going to actually create racists yeah. by calling everyone a racist I was when ta- they're not. I was talking to someone over the weekend that said that they, they, like, they've never felt like more problems, not that they are racist, but they've never felt like more hatred and animosity towards people of, the, of another color than they have now. Like, this is the worst it's ever been because of all the stuff they're seeing online. I'm like, just get offline. Just don't, don't look at it anymore. 
that's not the way that's not the way to do it. Stacey Abrams, the the governor of Georgia, Stacey Abrams. <laughs> From passage of the SB202 voter suppression bill targeted at black and brown voters to the arrest of a black legislator who was advocating for the voting rights of her constituents. Today was a reminder of Georgia's dark past. We must fight for the future of our democracy. And of course, she posted a picture that said Jim Crow 1.0 and Jim Crow 2.0. It is, yes, it is the same. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Last time I checked. I'm guessing she vetoed this and then it it, it went back and they, they, went, they overrode it. her veto yeah. that's what happened yeah that's that's how oh, it happened yeah and then Elizabeth, those white supremacists in in the georgia chambers so speaking of our jokes about stacy abrams warden warren says the republican sitting in stacy abrams chair just signed a despicable voter suppression bill into law to take georgia back to jim crow the senate and here here is why this is being pushed so hard. This mm-hmm. is why this is such a controversy. This is why this has so much play. This is why everyone's taking it and running with it. Well, I like what you did here. This is why. The Senate must pass the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act immediately. Our democracy is at stake tonight. That is why all of this is... No, tonight. Tonight. Now, this is... I guess the democracy's over because this wasn't from... I mean, it's no longer tonight, so I guess it's gone. Tonight, I yeah. want all your votes tonight. <laughs> so You want me to keep going? Or? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. So this is why all this is happening. <laughs> yes, clear my throat. <clears> throat. Charles, you're right. This is why I put this one at the end right here. Oh, man. This no. is why all of this is happening. This is why you get the big bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is why. The- <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Stone Cold, Austin over there. Yeah. Did someone say steak? That's what I heard. Uh-huh. Democracy is a, I'm like, is a steak tonight? Mm. Now, this is why we're talking about this. This is why it's such a big deal. This is why corporations are jumping behind it. This is why everyone's using the words Jim Crow, voter suppression, all of these things, because they're going to be drumming up support for the bill that the Senate must pass called the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act immediately. That's why. But apparently, I don't know, the, we're already past the time that she tweeted this. So I, I'm assuming it's too late. There's no way she was just being I don't know, a, a little bit alarming when she was saying that. that that's real. It's that democracy is over now because it's past the time that she tweeted that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is why this is happening. And I think that it's very important that we as libertarians both uh, do our libertarian thing, which is like, let's talk about ID. You know, let's talk about the rights that the state has to do all of this verification and all that. But let's also call out when we see people saying stupid, untrue things in order to get their agendas passed. Because this is what happened with, with Trump. We never talked about Trump's actual policies and whether or not they were good or bad for the economy or for people or anything. It was Trump is racist. Trump said there's good people on both sides. Trump uh, said that Trump won't condemn white supremacy. He's supporting the Proud Boys. He's doing whatever. And then we never had an actual conversation about anything because all we ever did was Trump's racist, Trump's racist, everything that he's saying is racist. And libertarians, a lot of people jumped on that. He's a Russian probe. He's, yeah. And that really, that really annoyed me because... I was looking for things that Trump did that were obviously racist or whatever. And 
Here's what it was. If there was a change in a law or regulation or something like that that was meant to help people who were in the minority community, well, if you change that, then you're racist. Um, they cherry-picked his words off of a lot of different speeches to talk about how he was racist. The uh, the murders and the, the animals coming across the border because he's talking about Mexicans, obviously, the Mexicans, when he was talking about that. No, that was a question about MS-13, what he thought about MS-13 members mm-hmm. coming across the border. They did this thing the entire time. And I can talk negatively about Trump, but not just say because he's a racist and everything he's doing is racist. And so all the libertarians that are out there that jumped on that, what I want to ask is, what do you think they'll do to you when you start talking about getting rid of taxation? When you start talking about getting rid of the welfare programs for food stamps, for anything like that, you think they're going to be like, oh, well, these people called Trump a racist, so they're probably not racist. No, they're going to use these exact same tactics against you libertarians in your fictional world where you're going to have some type of power someday. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to, sorry to say it like that. But they're going to use the exact same thing. Joe Jorgensen wants to phase out the welfare state. Racist. She's a racist. I just talked to one of her students from a college where she taught, and they said that they got a bad grade on a paper when a white student did it, and she's a racist. Jim Crow 3.0. Jim Crow 3.0. Libertarian Crow 3.0. That's what's going to be happening. All right. So I don't can- know what happened to 1.1 and 1.2. We just skipped over those numbers. <laughs> what version? What? So we're on 2.0 version right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. We already went through all the other versions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were no upgrades <laughs> between in between one and two. Usually we release some updates. There must have been no bugs yep. until the new version came out. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> last little story that I threw in, um, Charles. I just thought this was interesting. You know. I don't know. Yeah. uh, Texas COVID cases and deaths plummet after Governor Abbott repeals the mask mandate. Now, remember, there was this Tom Woods video that was out. We we did the mask mandates with the COVID numbers and all this stuff. It turns out it seems to be more about the weather, I think, than anything (laughs) else. Yeah. Uh, Texas's uh, coronavirus case and death count. Sorry, this is coming from the Daily, Daily Caller. Uh, death totals have collapsed in a month since Republican Governor Greg Abbott repealed the state's mask mandate, condemning millions of people to death. Uh, that's what that's, that's what everybody was saying. That is what everyone was saying. Yeah, that they're j- literally just trying to kill Texans. Since Abbott repealed Texas's max mask mandate on March second, Texas COVID nineteen cases have dropped by about four thousand per day, while the state's deaths have dropped by one hundred thirty seven per day, according to the New York Times COVID tracker. Many Democratic politicians predicted that Texas cases and deaths would skyrocket as a result of Abbott's move. Uh, Now more than three weeks. This is a tweet from uh, Ala Pundit. Now more than three weeks since Texas mask mandate was lifted and the seven-day average in cases is the lowest it's been since last June. Now, to be honest with you, a seven-day average is way too tight of an average on there. They want to be using at least like a maybe a 14-day moving average on there or a 20-day moving average on there. Seven-day, you're going to get a lot of false breaks over that seven-day mm-hmm. moving average, and it's not going to mean it's not going to mean much. That's just that's way too tight of a moving average. And if it's not confirmed by volume, and we don't have proper support underneath it, then you shouldn't pay attention to that mm-hmm. seven-day moving average anyway. And we don't even know where the 200s at. Yeah. And everyone knows that Texas is on a nine ride to the downside right now. Exactly. That's just for people in the class. Literally, no one else knows what I'm talking about. You should go short on on the cases. (laughs) And if we were to do our ads for Master My Trades and stuff, which we're not going to do because because that's our promise, Mm -hmm. 
to the live group here, uh, you would know about Mastermind Trades and all that. But anyway, you could hear the the ad later when we insert it into the podcast. Texas currently averages 3,224 new COVID-19 cases per day, the lowest number of new cases per day since June 19th. The state also averages 88 deaths per day, the lowest since November 4th. Democratic politicians blasted Abbott's decision to eliminate the mask mandate, claiming that it would lead to new coronavirus cases and deaths. President Joe Biden described it as a Neanderthal thinking. While California Governor Gavin Newsom, who has enough signatures now to be recalled as governor in California, (laughs) tweeted that Abbott's move was absolutely reckless. When Abbott repealed the mask mandate, Texas averaged 7,253 new cases and 232 deaths over a seven-day period. And that has changed. So, So moral of the story is, so far, it's not just the end of the world from mm -hmm. a massive state that decided to end their mask mandates. It's not like everyone said it was going, I mean, literally you could, you could call governor Abbott a murderer if you're on the left and be totally cool in doing so. And everyone would, you get tons of retweets and they'd throw a parade in your honor, probably something like that. But when it doesn't happen, you're probably just not going to hear much from anyone. Mm-mm. I rest assured as soon as the number starts to go up a little bit, it'll be because they got rid of the mask mandates. Mm-hmm. They won't pay attention to the fact that the numbers are also going up in all the other states at the same time. But let's just listen, y'all. We've been doing things that are completely pointless here for a long time. All right. Now, I do I, I do want to tell you guys, I hate to end the podcast on a little bit of a sad note. So Nate mm. may have to uh, continue on when I have to leave here. But I, I do have a, a somber story. And what I want to tell you, uh, I learned a couple things this morning reflecting <laughs> on this. Uh, it's related to COVID, by the way. What Nate and I have said from the beginning is to to pay attention, do your part. Uh, wearing masks isn't a hard thing to do, uh, even if it. We don't believe the government should mandate it, but it's not something that's tough to do. Uh, we told you guys who are at the most risk. It's typically older people with uh, with comorbidities. Um, but I just had uh, someone, uh, the closest person to me that I know of, that died from COVID last night. Um, and I don't know why, but I was. Uh, really emotional about it this morning just because it's so unexpected. Um, so some really good friends of mine that have been friends for a long time, their, um, their father passed away last night and he was at uh, Vandy for two weeks um, and, and struggling with COVID. Otherwise a very healthy guy. I believe he was, um, he was in his late sixties, early seventies. And uh, so he was, he was older Um. And I, and I, you know, the the couple things I took away from this, um, besides the fact uh, that it sucks was that we should still, uh, this is a disease that people are going to die from just like the flu uh, or anything else. And uh, until we do have the, the herd immunity or whatever, I still think that you should be responsible for yourself. And the other thing I learned this morning or what I was just thinking about this morning is you know, the, how finite life actually is. Um, because this is someone, and I know everyone says this, but this was just such a good guy. And, um, you know, he was a a great family man and, um, he, he was in shape. Otherwise he didn't really have, uh, any other health effects. Um, and you, it just happens to people you don't really expect it to happen to. Um, and so the other thing I learned was, was, you know, the saying YOLO, and I know a lot of people will give it crap because like, okay, you only die once, but 
you know, you only live once. And really what I think is like, you just, you got one life. And so whether it's COVID that takes you out or, or a car wreck or, a, you know, a doctor messes up a surgery, whatever it happens to be, um, your heart attacks and kills you because that's what they <laughs> typically do when you get old. You know, you got one life, guys. And, you know, it kind of hit close to home to me this morning. And I was just trying to think about, you know, what's the point of life, right? And that's something we talk a lot about on this show. Uh, the show's about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. And it just kind of really grounded that uh, point for me of taking responsibility. How much responsibility can you shoulder? And, and what's the best way that you can live this one life that you have? Despite all the things that we get mad about on this show, we still believe and still talk about every single day about how it's your responsibility to still make the best decisions for yourself and your family, to still despite how much the government's holding you back, despite how late I was starting the show today because I had to go deal with taxes from the government and I don't want to, you know, it was my fault that I was late. And, and, and I just want everybody to, to kind of take that message uh, home and just some thoughts that I was having this morning of, you know, what better can we do besides take on as much responsibility as we can and, and live a great life so that when it does come to an end, uh, we've made the place better than what we found it. And, and I think that's what he did. Um, and so I just want you guys to, you know, hear some of my thoughts and, and, um, do your part, take responsibility in any way you can. And, and I can separate the emotions from the data. I mean, it's clear that this virus isn't as bad as they, what they made it out to be. I know that I can see the data and I can separate that. But when something like this is close to home and I don't know if it's happened to you guys, it probably, it probably has, um, you also think about that too. And so I, I just think you guys should just have those thoughts and remember every single day when you wake up, it's like, okay, I'm going to be a little bit better than what I was yesterday and, and take that responsibility and make that progress. So that's, that's all I got to say about that. I like it. I don't think there's any reason to go any further on that. Good. A, a nice, wholesome message from Charles. It's okay that you were late today, Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a day. It's All been right, a long guys. day. All right, before we go any further, I'm going to tell you guys about MastermyStonks.com. Yes, Charles Chuck Stuck Too Tall Something Thompson and I run the Liberty Trading Academy. Been trading for several years now. We worked out all the kinks so you don't have to. All right, so if you're somewhat interested in getting involved in the stock market, then this is the place for you. You can simply type in mastermystonks, S-T-O-N-K-S, mastermystonks.com. You can use the promo code SAVE20 to save 20% off your first two months. That's 20% off your first two months. That is a crazy deal. We got over 300 videos on there. We start literally from vocabulary words how to use a trading software, how to read charts, and then we go all the way up to the strategies that we trade on a daily basis. I go live every morning at 8 a.m. Central Time, 30 minutes before the market opens, and we talk about what's moving in the morning, what we're going to be trading when the market opens. I stay live for my first bit of trading in the morning. I'll stay live until about 9.30 Central Time, my time. So you get an hour and a half of live trading from me starting at 8 a.m. Central Time, okay? 
So if you're interested, maybe you're not. Maybe this doesn't make any sense to you at all. Maybe you're tired of hearing about it. I don't know. But I happen to believe that one of the best solutions for taking care of all the stuff that we talk about on this podcast that can just be bringing you down all the time, I happen to believe that one of those things is actually taking care of your own personal financial situations. You don't have to be dependent on who's going to be in office at what time, pushing what policy. You guys know the thing. All right, so if you can actually learn a new skill that could pay your bills if you hit the right button on time, literally, that's what you got to do in trading. You have a strategy and you just have to hit a button and make sure you're trading your strategy. Make sure that you're a disciplined human being for a couple hours every single day. Then you could actually start paying your bills like that. Now, that's obviously not a guarantee. That's all going to be dependent on you and whether or not you are managing your risk and whether or not you are being patient and whether or not you're trading your actual strategies that you've tested and that we've tested and that we've shown to everyone. So anyway, you go to mastermystonks.com. Use the promo code SAVE20. That's all one word. SAVE20. Just do it all in caps. SAVE20 to get 20% off, 20% off your first Two months, master my stocks, you stay classy. There's a link in the show notes, by the way. And I'm also going to go ahead and tell you guys about the Patreon group. That's patreon.com slash Liberty. For as little as $5 a month, you can join in on the live crazy mess that we have going on during every show. Everyone posting crazy gifts and we're talking back and forth. Honestly, I wouldn't want to do the show without the live group that joins every day. It's hilarious. It's not very PC. I'll go ahead and warn you about that. So if you can handle that, then it's a good group for you. So we got the private ser server where we're all in there talking all the time. We got a memes channel. We're bouncing Liberty ideas back and forth. There's writers in there bouncing writing ideas. We got ideas for Dumb Bleep of the Week, which we do every Friday. So we got members throwing in ideas for Dumb Bleep of the Week. And you get the vote on what the Dumb Bleep of the Week is on Fridays, which is our most popular episode. So if you are interested in actually putting your money where your keyboard is, your keyboard warrioring money, towards something that could change the tides of tyranny back towards the shores of... Liberty or something like that. I don't know. That sounded pretty good. I don't know. Then go to patreon.com slash good morning liberty. And there's other tier levels too. There's a lot of people that pay $15 a month and that money goes towards running advertising on whatever you want, by the way. And not to mention you get a coffee mug along with your $15 subscription. You get a nice less government, more freedom coffee mug when you sign up for that it pays for itself literally okay but all the money from patreon goes back into advertising so we'll ask you what's something that you care about do you have a specific article that you want to push do you have a specific video you want to push what is it and when you say here's this thing i want to push then we're going to post it to our social media and we're going to throw your subscription level donation behind that push that post every single month that you're signed up, okay? So you are actually getting the word out there to people by signing up on patreon.com slash Liberty. So if you want to actually put your money where your mouth is, that is the place to do it. Go, I'll see you there, or I'll see you on another time. All right, back to the show. All right, guys, um, any, anyhow, anyhow, um, 
make sure that you tell your friends, you tell your family, make sure you take Charles's words to heart, live your life to its fullest extent, take on the most amount of responsibility that you can, because you just, you never know. You, you never really know. And we're going to do the best thing that we can every single day, which is try and push the message of liberty out to the masses. So anyway, guys, tell your friends, tell your family, tell someone you like, tell a lot of people that you don't like that they need to listen to the Good Morning Liberty podcast. If you guys do all of those things, we'll be right back here again tomorrow. Until then, have a good day and a good morning. You know the thing. You stay classic. <laughs>